Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hop. Body Dawson. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Friday episode. Uh, if you're IFS, you get this on Thursday evening. If you're not IFS, <sighs> um, <laughs> Sam, I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times you have to say it. You know, if you want the full experience of this podcast, it's the price of a pint and a St. Clemens each month. That's it. Are you trying you to say? Ads are you trying to say that if you came across us in a, a saloon bar? Once a month, you wouldn't put your hands in your pockets and buy us a pint and a St. Clemens. Yeah, once a month. So we met up once a month. That wouldn't make yeah. us close mates. It would make us associates, mind you. Yeah. That's that's as much as I probably... That's the maximum I'd meet up with my closest mates these days. But whatever. Once a month, it's not intense. It's like, oh, he's a bloke I know. We go for a pint once in a while. I'll go out with Sam and Andy. We stand each other a fucking drink, don't we? You stand yeah. us both a drink. And we stand you a drink. We're standing you a drink by giving you all this free content. In lieu of us having an actual conversation in this mythical pub, we're giving you, you know, like something like 15 exclusive episodes every month of fucking chit-chat. And it is like a conversation because very often a lot of you listen to what we say and then go on Twitter and go, actually, that thing you said on the podcast was incorrect. Yeah. And so you'll get in your right to reply and then we just ignore or mute or sometimes block you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this podcast may not last forever. We get offers. We have offers coming in over the phone from media outlets, phone. like a rhinestone and it's, cowboy. It's a battle for us to say no to them because some of them are quite significant. That's all I'm saying. They want. They they're talking about getting us to do it in space. They're talking yep. about like they want us to do it, but we'll be sponsored by a deodorant brand. And that we're not allowed to talk, we're not allowed to swear or talk about ghosts or football or anything to do with our lives. We have to just talk about skin hydration. And we're yeah. like, well, that's not ideal, but there's a lot of money. We might do it. Yeah, of course. So think on. Um, anyway, it's the uh, it's the Friday episode. Um, I haven't asked you this off pod, as they say, before we began, but it was the birthday party this week. Uh yeah, was it Wednesday last evening? Last night, as we recorded this. Are, are there, are there any updates that you'd like to share with us? Well, thank God, Raggedy wound her neck in. But two caveats to that. One, it, so the party went off great. Yeah, good. I uh, it was the first sort of teenage party, but it wasn't full scale because there was there wasn't mm-hmm. boys. It was just like her main girl mates there yeah, was about good. a dozen of them so it wasn't like a full on fucking let's wreck the place they mm. were just I just went up to my room and I fucking <laughs> stayed there I yeah. came down just to get one piece of cake alright yeah. girls just down for me cake ignore me I'm the dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it was like that 
<laughs> Where's the cake? I'm the dad. Just pretend I'm not here. Go on, fetch us a piece of that cake, and I'll leave you alone. Um, <laughs> but there was two things. One is is that my good wife put a note through Raggedy Ann's door that was oh. super polite. Oh, right, like, yeah. Dear Raggedy Ann, our daughter <laughs> is having a soiree this evening. I really hope that the noise doesn't bother you too much. It should be over by about 10 o'clock. Oh, nice. And after you've done that note and mm. given it to the neighbours on the other side as well. Yeah. For courtesy, who are as good as gold and want to care either way, but yeah. it's sort of like, you know, keep it fair. Um, then that puts the sort of onus on her. It's like, do you want to fucking escalate this despite the yeah. letter? Do you know what yeah. I mean? But the other thing was, it was raining. So oh, the right. party re- retreated indoors for oh, the most okay. part. I think there was a bit of going out in the gun, but on the whole, it was indoors. So we'll never quite know what her response was because she mm. only she only does that shit when she hears us in the garden. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm delighted to say it went off without a hitch. And but thank you to it, people. I did get a lot of people getting in touch, particularly one guy. I won't name him now because I'm I'm assuming or or sort of guessing that he might. He, you know, his idea, he might be covert because he was a genuine private detective. True, straight up. I think you've seen yeah. the email as well. It was tremendously exciting to receive yeah. this email from a yeah. real private detective. Yeah. Right? Which I didn't even know. I didn't know they still, I don't know, this is probably really thick, but I, I didn't even know they still, that they kind of existed, mate. Like, think, well, yeah. It's like Bergerac, isn't it? Or Jim Rockford or Magnum. They were all private detectives, weren't they? Yeah, it's it's still a thing, and I think uh, probably the vast majority of it now goes on online. Do you know what I mean? It's like online surveillance mm. of people and things like that. If you suspect yeah, so that someone, such, it's, it's not such you know, a good spe- uh, TV if you show. Someone is, you know, ripping you off, or if you're married, you suspect your other half's having an affair or something like that. Then, you know, their job would be, I guess, not so much to sit in parked cars watching them, but to like track their online movements and oh yeah i mean i i heard within the i was actually asked by a newspaper about a year and a half ago to do a piece but it was quite investigative and i think i just couldn't be bothered which to be honest is shows real progress for me because my ambition what i'm working on my self-growth is to basically be try to be more lazy and do less and not feel the yeah. need to just say yes to everything, which is something we've discussed, right? And um, this was like, would have been quite a big story. And it was about extreme versions of reputation management employed by major A-list celebrities, like, you know, your Tom right. Cruises and yeah. uh, very rich, very super rich people like Elon Musk or whatever. And that there was a shadow world. Because I do know... Yeah. Um, I, you know, I know first hand of a celebrity who was targeted by a security agency, or I suppose you could say were private detectives, in who, who were all ex-Mossad, and they were hired by someone who she was in legal dispute with to okay, yeah. um, basically they and there were stories that are, are all these are. I mean, I know I I know the individual concerned. She's told me first hand, but also these have been. This has been brought up in court cases and in sort of legitimate publications and stuff. It's not. It's, I did, should say it's it's not Natalie Imbruglia. It's not Natalie Imbruglia. But no. there there was uh, there was a. They did things like they sent 
people under false names, like not quite disguised as such, but people approaching her pretending to be people they weren't just to sort of find out shit about her and like mm. really like drawing her in to like, like shit you see in James Bond, drawing her in to relationships that were completely false, right? But the maddest thing was this individual was writing a book, right? And the person who was she was in dispute with was so obsessed with what she was going to write in this book about him that the security firm he was employing, right, who were ex-Mossad, mm-hmm. used drones, right? To, they found out where she lived, worked out where she was writing the book. She was being extreme. She thought, you know, she wasn't putting anything in the cloud or anything she knew they'd be all over that. Yeah. So she was just writing it on fucking Word documents and saving it onto a USB, which she kept on her the whole time. Yeah. They had fucking drones flying around her fucking home, looking through the fucking window, watching what she was writing while she was writing live. Wow. Fucking hell. Yeah, fucking hell, man. Drones, like, trying to get in the window, trying to get inside. Have a right fucking good look. Don't mind me, I'm just a drone. I've got lost. I'm not a spy. (laughs) Bang, 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 bang it off the window. (laughs) I'm just a fucking drone that's lost. I won't stop. Oh, what's that you're writing? Writing a book, are you? Interesting. What's that about? Snap, snap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah you get those sort of but, but when I was asked to do this piece which I, I didn't do because I just felt it was beyond me but the that it was like about I, I asked around a little bit and there was people who were ex, mainly people who were ex-special forces or you know MI6 or whatever well, who have now yours. gone in, in the private <laughs> sector right yeah and the private sector and you write some fucking tweet that's slating or disparaging or revealing a, a you know a secret of of one of these mega rich mega famous people or whatever and rather than it just be a cease and desist letter it's more like you're some kid let's say you're living on the other fucking side of the world right you're in fucking melbourne and you are tweeting shit you shouldn't be about someone and you're just a kid living in your mum's basement that's the cliche mm. isn't it you will get a fucking knock on the door within hours of you sending that tweet from a fucking scary cunt who'll have you by the throat up against the wall and go, this ends now. And then it just fucking ends. And it's just the quickest way to deal with it. And those people exist in the shadows. I'm sure they do. Yeah. So we should think ourselves lucky having both been involved in our fair share of Twitter spats (laughs) that have gone fairly extreme. Right. I mean... I'm fucking lucky that the pharmacists never all chipped in and hired some cunt to turn around. But I'll fucking tell you now, if they do, you better be fucking ready, because I am, because I've got the Terminator. If you come yeah. around talking to me about the fucking pharmacist, you're going to get it right in your fucking boat race, mate. I've also, you've also written a letter that you've left with your solicitor, and yeah. it says that if anything should happen to you, the police yeah. need to go straight to the head of the British Pharmacist Society. Yes, that's where it comes from. That. That's where it, if yeah, I true. get fucking if I shot if I get disappeared, everyone fucking knows who's responsible. Of course they do. Chris the fucking chemist. Of course they do. Christopher chemist. <clears throat> Sir Christopher chemist. Sir John chemist. Yeah. Um. So the party went off swimmingly. No Seems problems. to go all right. Like I say, I just Good. stayed that way. Best policy, isn't it? I I did the old uh, family. I did, I got. I also got a handful of crisps. Um, I got, grabbed a big fistful like a bear going through yeah. some rubbish and uh, a slice of cake 
and mm-hmm. went upstairs. And to be honest, I've got on top of a lot of work. I'm trying to get a load of work done before I go on holiday. So I just used yeah. something like that. And they went and there was no distraction. There was some. I heard them singing ABBA songs at, at high volume. But to be oh, honest, that nice. made me feel happy. Just good. thought, yeah, good on you. Oh, good. Excellent. Um, I don't know what else is going on. Did you get a chance to watch the Sid James World of Budgery guys? No, I haven't watched it yet. It was on Talking Pictures. Oh, well, we'll leave that then. I, I don't think we'll talk about that. Uh, what I want to it. hear about is where, is what you told me when you were at Edinburgh Zoo and you um, came across the monkey biographies. Uh, I've been looking yeah. forward to hearing those. Yeah, the capuchin monkeys um, outside their enclosure. There's two groups. There's the West group and the East group. They're in separate enclosures. It's almost like West Side Story. Oh, mm. fucking hell. That reminds me. Someone tweeted something yesterday and I forgot to save it. And I think it was in Thailand and it was in the middle of a street and all of the traffic was blocked up because two gangs of monkeys had got together to have a fight in the middle of the road and there was footage of it. And that reminded me a bit of these capuchins, the West group and the East group, a bit like West Side Story. They all came together and had a big fight in the middle of the street. And I don't know, maybe they sang some songs as well. I don't know. But uh, yeah, similar to that. So the uh, the capuchins, the West group and the East group, um, they've all got pictures of them so you can spot them and identify them while you're having a look in their enclosure. And there's little biographies of uh, of each of them uh, to find out a bit about what they're all like. I mean, just give me a number between one and ten, Sam, and I'll just give you a monkey. Three. Three. Okay, this is Zemo. X-I-M-O. Zemo. Zemo is pale with a large head relative to his body size. He has a small horn-like tuft on his head. That is Seymour. He sounds great. A horn-like tuft. So he's like a unicorn monkey. Yeah. And he's got a large head relative to his body size, so he's got a massive head Yeah, and a little tuft. That's always nice to see. All right, Here's another one. Seven. 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 Floor jaw. Not oh, like the like runner. Flojo, the runner. Flojo, born with slightly squished facial features. Flojo means wonky in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess it's actually pronounced flojo or something like flojo, that. Yeah. But, um, one, two, three, four, five. Six. Yeah, it gives another number. Four. Four. Oh, another Spanish one. Torres. Not Fernando Torres. Torres, small and dark-faced. Large teeth give him a slightly buck-toothed appearance. And Torres <laughs> looks like a fucking... He looks like uh, he's in a police um, mugshot photo. Oh, fucking hell. He's terrifying, isn't he? <laughs> he looks like Just a right grumpy arrested. bastard. He reminds me of um, Rod McDonald, the osteopath. Oh, really? Jesus. Yeah. Although He's, Rod's um, not a grumpy man, but he does look a bit like a um, a chimp. I think Torres has just been arrested for a knife crime. Um, uh, one more number. One. Number one. Mr. Fudge. <laughs> Best name so far. <laughs> Mr. Fudge is pale-faced with a light spot on his crown. Always has his mouth slightly open. And that's Lovely Mr. Fudge stuff. for you. Maybe yeah. he always has his mouth slightly open in the hope that he'll get some fudge. fudge. I don't know. Throw some, throw some fudge in there if you get yeah, a chance. Throw some fudge in there. 
but some fantastic names among them Diego, Santi, Miko, Figo, Pixie, uh, Hazel, uh, named of course after Barry's fiance from the second series of Avengers Impact. Uh, we've also <laughs> got uh, Manuel, Rosa, Nena, Carlos, Anita, Penelope, uh, Agnes, and uh, Lindo. I'll just read you Lindo's biography. Lindo is small and pretty with a dark face, spends a lot of time with mum Penelope. Oh, Lindo That's and nice. Penelope. So there we are. That's the Capuchins at Edinburgh Zoo. And there's plenty more of them. Go and have a look. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. The penguins are the best thing at Edinburgh Zoo by a mile. You can stand and watch the penguins for fucking ages. Waddling about. Something, there's always something new going on. They're always doing something different. I mean, They're busy was, cunts, aren't they? They are. There was four of them. You know, I, I can't remember what kind of breed of penguin they are because they have loads of different ones, but like uh, the ones that are on the penguin biscuits, you know the ones I mean, in yeah, their adverts. that's the classic st- penguin. Standard penguin, yeah, classic penguin. Yeah. There was only four of them in the whole enclosure and all four of them were standing together in a group facing the corner as if they were in the naughty corner for some reason. They probably weren't, but I don't know what made them do that. You watch them all and you wonder why are they fucking doing what they're doing? It's just odd behaviour and it's it's great, fascinating. Yeah, so when we go to the zoo, like, my good... Everyone's got their favourite, haven't they, when you rock up at a zoo? Yeah. And, like, my good wife is always, like, penguins. That's, she's just, like, all about yeah. any zoo you're in. She's like, let's get to the penguins. That's the That's the big one. Uh, and well, I know what you well, mean. They are busy, so they're doing stuff. Because someone like I like to see a tiger, but sometimes yeah. with a tiger, it'll just be fucking sitting. It'll be kipping. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's all kind of build up and very little reward. The tigers usually asleep or doing a bit of prowling. There's not much else that they do. It's good to see them because it's like fuck me. There's a tiger. Yeah, they're because they're majestic. And if you get to see them close, you you just you're overawed by the scale mm-hmm. of a tiger. He's like, look at the size of that cunt. Yeah, fucking huge. his paws, his fucking mouth. Poorly. Imagine the damage he could do with one sw- lazy, even a lazy swipe of that paw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're dead straight away. The best thing about the penguins at Edinburgh though is they, they didn't have this at the minute because of COVID. But at one pm every day they do a penguin parade, where the penguins come out and the the uh, visitors line the path through the penguin enclosure and the penguins fucking stride through doing a little parade. For everyone yeah. to watch, and that's fucking great. Probably with a, a book, someone with a bucket of fish at the front of it. Are you aware of uh, the penguin called Sir Niels Olaf at no. Brazil? Now, Sir Niels Olaf is a king penguin, and he is named after Major Niels Egilen. And what he is, he is. Um, where is it? It says it here. He's regarded very highly among the Norwegian guardsmen and he is their official mascot. 
uh, and the guardsmen like to vi- visit Niels every few years when they're at the city performing the Edinburgh military tattoo. Uh, and there have been three Sir Niels Olafs, and they're a big deal in the Norwegian yeah. military. It's like he's like their their fucking leader. Um, <laughs> and whenever there's a new one, he has to be knighted, uh, and the knighthood has to be approved by King Harold of Norway. And Niels Olaf has moved up the ranks of the Norwegian Guard. In 1982, he was a corporal. 1987, he was made sergeant. 1993, regimental sergeant major. 2001, honourable regimental sergeant major. 2005, colonel-in-chief. 2008, knighthood. 2016, brigadier. So you've got this penguin cunt swanning around in the enclosure, and he's a brigadier in the Norwegian army. Fucking hell. But you can't tell which one he is because the cunt doesn't wear a uniform. You've got no idea. <laughs> That's the way I like it. Yeah. Keep them guessing. I like to keep normal. I like to keep your feet on the ground. Well, flippers, wherever they are. With flippers. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Get yeah. the Edinburgh Zoo. Have you a can't beat a penguin. I'll be going back to the zoo in the Isle of Wight, which is fucking... Well, there's two zoos. There's the Isle of Wight main zoo, which I went to on my birthday earlier in the year. It's my birthday right. treat. And then there's I go to Amazon. the main zoo for my birthday. Yes, but then, then it's not birthday time. I go to Amazon World, which the is... The sub-zoo. Also, but that that's like smaller, but sort of more specifically on exotic animals. There's some good sloths there. And there's yeah. also... Red pandas. Which oh, that's my daughter's sens- favourite. Yeah, they're sensational animals. They're really great. Yeah. So that's that's good to see. But I was when I was at the zoo on my birthday back in April, um, my mum came as well. It was it was my good wife, my kids, my mum, and the osteopath Rod McDonald, right? <laughs> Who looks like a monkey. God. He looks like a, a cross monkey. And there wasn't really... We were supposed to be having lunch. And when we got there, we realised all there was was a little... There was a stall, like a, a van, basically. That was it. Mm. So I ordered the nachos. My mum bought mm. it, right? And I'm eating these nachos. It's a, it's a great treat lunch, actually. Just a load of fucking Doritos with melted cheese and sauce and oh, that on them. It's all Lovely. you need, isn't it? It's like crisps jala- for lunch. Some jalapenos on as well? Jalapeno. Yeah, all that. All that. Oh. And I'm eating it, and I'm thinking, this is fucking great. And I was thinking, it's funny how when people get older, like my mates and say, oh, yeah, okay, what are you doing for your birthday? I go, oh, fucking birthdays don't matter when you get older. You don't really get True. as excited. And Except I thought, for my next year, which is my 50th, and will last for at least a week. And we will have a giant disco. Look forward that, to some special that travel lodge episodes. in Nottingham. <laughs> Maybe that should be Manfred's. Birthday yeah. Manfred's. Oh, no, got that, a Gone abroad, yeah. fuck it, <laughs> on me own. Anyway, the people are like that, and here's what it occurs to me. So I was sitting there on a nice day, seeing all these animals, eating my nachos. I thought, the actual reason is, it's not that we lose the, we don't, it's not just that we're jaded, or maybe we are, but the point is, right, is that the reason birthdays are more exciting when you're a kid is because being a kid is quite tough. <laughs> you forget that, right? In mm. that you don't have money, you haven't got a fucking car, right? And you're fucking, you've got loads of rules being imposed upon you about how you live your life. When you're yeah. an adult, when you're a fucking, a white middle-aged male like us, right? Every yeah. day's a fucking birthday, right? Because you get up, you've yeah. got money, you can do what you want. All the little shit that makes us happy, like 
you know, food, right, or fucking entertainment. We just fucking got that. You know, we're not, like, rich, but at the end of the day, if you want to go and buy yourself some fucking Doritos at Tesco Metro, you can. You don't have to think about it, right? Or if you want to drive down to the fucking beach now and do some coining, you can fucking do it, right? So what Hmm. I'm saying is, is that birthdays... Getting, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I loved being at the zoo and eating my nachos, but I have the freedom and the capacity to have nachos and go to the zoo Anytime most days like. if I really wanted to. But but there's the trade-off because you have to go out and work and earn the money to be able That's to do true. that kind of thing. So it's not all that better, is it? Well, would no, you rather I be think... a kid? Would you no, want to go think... back to being a kid for a week? No, no. No, uh, a week, a yeah, week. maybe a week. Depends yeah. what age of kid as well, though, doesn't it? Like 10. 10-year-old uh, for a week. Do I get to time travel back to 1985 and actually ah, live my 10-year-old life? Good question. If I could time travel, yes. But if I just had to suddenly become a random 10-year-old in the year 2021? No. No, no. no fuck, fuck that. that. Too much no, knife crime, Time mate. travel would have to be integral <laughs> to it, yeah. So with me, it'll be 1982. Yeah, if I could so go to 1985 be... and go to my actual school, yeah, I'd write some wrongs straight away. I can tell you there's a couple <laughs> of lads getting fucking sparked out the moment I get there. <laughs> I'd say it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> gonna, there's, a, there's a couple of lads who think they're fucking harder than they are, and they're getting sparked. Yeah. And, there's yeah. a, and there's a couple of fucking lasses who are getting, well, Fingered. 10 years old. I don't want to say anything too crude, but they're certainly getting a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> it's all gonna go a bit of Love Island. Have you been watching Love Island, Sam? Nah, I've never seen it in my life. I've I've been coerced into watching it by my daughter, and I'm now I'm pretty much hooked on it. I can it, imagine it, that would be me if I watched it. Fascinating, because I'm always like, oh, "What is this? This is disgusting. It's grotesque. What kind of a mad world do we live in now? They're all morality's gone." But then, if I watched one episode, I'd be like, "Fucking hell, I'm so into this." So well, that's, the thing. that's why I it's, try to avoid it. It's it's quite restrained. It's not as if it's like Orgy Island or anything. I don't, I've not seen any kind of sex going on. They share beds together and they have a cuddle. And I've I don't not, like I've not the even cheapening seen... of sex, Andy. Sex is, to me, quite a sacred thing. Well, it, exactly, of course it is. I mean, I don't yeah. think there's been any suggestion of any fingering, let alone anything else. Finger it's, Island. It's, That's the one we'll It's not Finger pitch. Island. It's not Orgy Island. And what they do, they just sit around all day and then they have chats with each other. The boys and the girls go off and have a chat somewhere. So they'll come up and say, like, you know, mm. let's say Tony goes up to Lisa and he'll say, can we have a chat? Come and they'll go chat. off and they'll sit and have a chat. And they chat about... Chat Island? Sounds chat boring. Island. And, and they, <laughs> they have a chat about how they feel about each other. And and if if there's someone else they like, if, they, if they're starting to like them instead of, of, of the other one, and they'll have a chat about it, or they'll say, you know, I really like you, and I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you all the time, and all this, yeah. which is bullshit, because they fucking won't. Yeah. And then and then they have chats and then at night time they'll share a bed together and have a cuddle, and uh, it's That's a it's bit mad, weird. it's it's weird. But, uh, so it's basically I'm Big Brother, but it. they're on holiday. Yeah, kind of. But Big Brother was way more raucous than this is. It's almost right. like it's all kind of um, regulated. And oh, like, maybe it's because nowadays young people love talking about feelings. Whereas on yeah. Big Brother, it was just like, let's get pissed and all have a row, yeah. which is more our generation's vibe. 
Yeah, there's none of that. There's none of that where you'll have a row with someone because you're shit-faced at three in the morning. Yeah. It's all very um, sanitised almost. So I'm a bit fascinated just by the whole thing rather than just what's going on within it. So yeah, yeah I love Ireland. But tonight, I'm off out to see the new Sparks documentary. Um, wow, funny you should say that because yeah. I've got tickets to see it tonight as well. Woo, look at us. Inspired by you, because you're a big Sparks fan, and I don't know anything about Sparks, and it was at my local cinema, and I yeah. thought, fuck it, I'll get two tickets. I got two tickets for me and my brother Theo. He was going to drive all the way over from North London to watch it. We had a yeah. fucking right good night out, sorted dinner, and then the Sparks documentary. Nice. And he's like, I mean, he knows more about Sparks than me, because he's more of a, a muso than I am, but, he, you know, we're, both, we're not like, you know, it, like we don't know about them. But I yeah. was like, you know... Andy really likes them. We, I reckon this is going to be good. This, but do you know what? This is, I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed to admit this, but um, basically, in my family, we've all been well. Me and my wife got pinged, as you know, and we had ten days in isolation. And before we were even out of it, my first, my daughter, her, she basically she didn't get pinged. She hadn't got the app, but her school was shut down because there were so many cases, and so she yeah. had to self isolate for ten days. And when she's still halfway through that. Then one of my uh, son's mates gets a positive test. So he has to isolate for 10 days. Mm. So by the time we'd all finished isolation, all of us, it was Tuesday, right? Mm. And we're all going away to Isle of Wight for two weeks on Saturday. Oh, yeah. And I just suddenly thought, fuck me. You only have to walk down the street and you're going to get fucking pinged You now, get pinged, right? <laughs> so I, I had to, I, when I was in the middle of self-isolation, because I've got a cinema in Barnes, right, like walking distance yeah. my house. And I'm a member, so I get cheaper tickets, right? Mm. And I hadn't been to cinema in ages. And it was, honestly, I was going fucking stir-crazy last week in that heat wave on lockdown, right? And so I got an email from the cinema saying, this is what's showing next week. And in the excitement of being free, going, oh, I'm going to buy it. So I bought tickets to see, it's the, it's the 50th anniversary of Get Carter, right? Oh, and right. I don't think I've ever seen it at cinema, but it's one of my favourite no, movies. No, I haven't either. So yeah. I bought tickets to see that on Tuesday, and yeah. I bought tickets to see Sparks on Thursday. Yeah. But we made a family decision You've that we couldn't jeopardise the holiday. So and I thought to myself, right. actually, yesterday I went out, I had lunch, but outdoors at a sort of cafe yeah. with my daughter. I thought, that's all right. Yeah. But I thought, cinema, where there's no yeah. socialism, you're fucking asking for it, aren't you? Yeah. Totally, so absolutely I, right. I, I Doing felt the right bad. Thing. I had to call up my brother and I said, look, I'm cancelling the date and I haven't even got a... I said, I feel embarrassed about the excuse, but even if there's a 10% chance I get fucking pinged from a night at the cinema, then I'm basically cancelling my family holiday. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Totally right thing to do. Totally right Good, thing I'm to do. I think it's going to be on It's going to be on one of the streaming services, I think. In the, it already is in America, so it'll be on one of the streaming services here. So. Yeah. So, I think um, this I'm, one has a I'm Q&A going, with Edgar Wright yeah, or something. Is that the one I'm you're seeing? Yeah. yeah, I want to see the film, plus there's the Q&A at the end. Is it so, with the band or with the, di- just it's with, the director? Yeah, with the band, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So that's my evening lined up. Um, Your favourite band's favourite band. That's what the sort of subline is, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. So and funnily what enough, I, what I was going to say was I'll, I'll yeah. be watching that and I'll be taping Love Island to watch as soon as I get ah, back in. Ah, when you get in. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. I am. Um, uh, what a night of condor. Well, that's you know, that's you. Um, you're a Renaissance man. You know, I am from yeah. high culture to low culture in one evening. And, 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 and to top it all, I come from the northeast of England. Who'd have thought it? Yeah. 
and it's incredible. The, uh, what a success story! What I was gonna, what was I gonna say? Yeah, because um, they got that line, "Your favourite band, favourite band," and I thought, oh yeah, this is really interesting. I want to learn more about them. This is the perfect opportunity. And then I was interviewing Chris Difford from Squeeze for the reset, yeah. which I've already talked to you about. And when I said, I can't remember, or maybe I, maybe I had just read this in his book actually. When it's like who 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 Squeeze influenced by? Because most people just think they they associate Squeeze with the Beatles, don't they? That's kind the, of yeah, yeah. That's the band they're often compared to. Yeah. But they go, oh, we were just we were just listening to Sparks when we were trying mm. to get started. We just sat around listening to Sparks all the time. I mm. thought that's interesting, and that's the end of my story. Well, I won't talk about the film after I've seen it. Well, I mean we're not doing any new episodes for two weeks because you're off on holidays. We've, we've, we've yeah. um, pre-podded a lot of episodes. Mm. Um, but once you get to see the documentary and I've already seen it, we'll have a, we'll have a chat about it. Maybe do a mini deep dive of it. Yeah, like we'll that. do a mini deep dive on Sparks just to, cause some people might yeah. think, fuck that. I don't want to hear about Sparks. So we'll release it as a separate. Yeah. Well, fuck you. It's our podcast. Um, mm. That's it then. We'll be, uh, we'll be back uh, on Monday with some uh, pre-recorded, mailbag stuff there's some very good stuff in the mailbag that we're going to yeah. put out over the next couple of weeks and uh, all of the usual shit um, thanks for listening and indulging us uh, au revoir goodbye everyone but not forever unless I die in the Isle of Wight This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.